0: What does it mean to move in a world that doesn't feel like it was made for you? And if that's what you're experiencing, how do you make people respond to what you do instead of who you are? Lisa Proud is a dancer, performance artist and choreographer who's performed in Australia and Europe. And she was born with achondroplasia, so she doesn't look like a lot of other dancers. In Lisa's later show, I am, in brackets, not close brackets, this body, she's inviting audiences into her experience and exploration of her own body and what it can do in this world. Lisa, thanks for coming into Life Matters.
1: Hi, thank you.
0: I understand you always loved dance from when you were really little, but tell us how the path to taking it up professionally went, because it was a bit
1: windy, wasn't it? It was very, very windy. Like I did um, ballet classes when I was five, um, but they weren't pursued because we had a very large family and this was back in the 70s, one income so I didn't um, my parents didn't put me into any more ballet classes but I always loved it and excelled in it when we did it for sport at PE. Quite marks around sport. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Um, And then my children went to a, a drama and dance school and they offered adult classes so I joyously went there and then I joined um, Weave Movement Theatre and did some pieces with their with them. And uh, they offered a workshop with the wonderful Yumi amare and she taught us some buto. And within that, I just found my dance. I found the dance that suited my body. And then. Everything exploded from there. Okay. So there's a few things in there I wanna ask
0: you about. What was it like going back as an adult into this thing that you loved, but you know, you, your body had
1: changed since then, got a bit older? Oh, it it was it was joyous. It was oh yes. This is what I want to do. This is what I love doing. And I was I was quite fit and healthy um, at the time. I've always loved looking after my body, and um, I was running every day, every other day. I was going to the gym, so I felt fit and healthy. And but to to move, just with with joy, was was just wonderful. And I can't believe that at this age I am doing what I have always wanted to do. Yeah, it's that yes that you said. It's yes. like a big
0: yes that your body says, isn't yes, it? I'm yes, I'm doing the right thing. Yeah.
1: Tell me a bit more about Butoh and why that spoke
0: to you so strongly.
1: Um, Butoh, for me, encouraged me to really explore my own body's natural movements and – and so, when within that, I found the dance that existed within me. I think when people think of dance, they think of choreographed moves, five, six, seven, eight, on the beat, and certain technique, but with this, it was it was exploring the fabric of my body, and that's what I loved so much about it. Okay, so it wasn't something that was
0: being imposed externally. It was something you were finding and expressing. That's right, yes. Yumi, Yumi
1: would give us some provocations, and we would simply explore those and do quite long improvisation, so it was it enabled me to find movement pathways that i'd I'd never even thought about so i just I just loved it. I just remember that day as clear as a bell and it was like coming home.
0: We're speaking with Lisa Proud, who's a dancer, performance artist, choreographer. She also has dwarfism, uh, which makes you stand apart, I guess, from a lot of the way that we assume dancers' bodies look like. Mm. You mentioned too uh, Weave Dance Theatre, and I think you've worked with Raucus as well. Yes, I've worked with Raucus as well, and So, oh, such a joy. Well, because they're, they're inclusive ensembles, aren't they? Yes, that's How correct. Much had the attitudes towards uh, disability and dance and your body changed since giving up
1: ballet as a child and coming back? I think we're we're beginning to see more inclusive companies and, and people and choreographers who are interested in exploring new pathways. Um, like, for example having having a, a wheelchair user as a dancer coming in and, and they have a whole movement vocabulary that choreographers and dancers haven't accessed before. And so by observation, um, they think, okay, well, how can I translate that into my body? And alternatively, we as disabled dancers get to come in and and adapt movement to our body. And, and there seems to be more of a movement about that, that you don't have to get it perfectly right according to technique, but it's perfectly right for your body. So, yeah, I think things are beginning to change. We need more change. Like, for example, I growing up, I never saw a short-statured dancer. Um, being a professional dancer, all I ever saw was Oompa Loompas and and Munchkins. So... Yeah, I've I've seen some other beautiful short-statured dancers. Great shout-out to Emma J. Hawkins, um, who was one of my inspirations, in a good sense of the word, um, to get out there and, and do it. So, yeah. I was reminded when we
0: were speaking, Lisa, about um, I took my uh, children, one of whom has Down syndrome, to a, a, an inclusive dance piece uh, last year where there was a dance with Down syndrome, a uh, dance with dwarfism, dancers with various other body shapes and sizes and abilities and my children's eyes were just glued to the stage for the whole time Mm. I, I think it had a really big impact on my son with down syndrome in particular you've said it took you a really long time to be able to feel that you could call yourself a dancer what was the turning point for you
1: what was the turning point goodness me it's hard it it was more of an internal turning point that it's, it's like well if I don't see myself as a dancer how is anybody else out there going to see me as a dancer and again through Bhutto and finding my own natural movement and feeling the beauty of that and I think that that was the point that just feeling the beauty of being able to move and and dance was I think the the turning point. And I think once I started accepting my own innate, quirky, interesting movements and loving it, that was the that was really the point where I called myself a dancer. I wish you could see the look on Lisa Proud's face when
0: she talks about dance because it's beautiful. It's this serene, calm, joyous facial expression.
1: And I can't help but move, move my hands and my body along well, with you're it. You're in good company here. for yeah. <laughs> talking with our hands here. But a lot of people with disabilities
0: sometimes talk about the pressure of being visible. How do you navigate that when you're on the stage being visible, you know, very visible, but there's also sometimes a context of um, people feeling like they need to represent people with disability what's yeah. that like for
1: you um, on the stage that's I've I've said that it's it's my place where I get to control what people see so for 45 minutes of my show I am on stage and I am allowing you to look I am inviting the audience to look and I I'm challenging myself to even show movements that are quite quirky and that I would normally be ashamed of and going, okay, I'm going to show you this. Um, The lights will go out and the show will finish and I'll get changed and go out into the streets and I'm still kind of on a stage and... Because my body is different, people look, and I have no control over that. Um, Do I feel as though I'm representing other people who are short-statured or or people with disabilities? No, I don't know. I'm just me. And everybody has their own experience, you know. Like you have completely different experiences to me. I, I have different experiences to you. Your son has different experiences, so I can't like represent your son because he has his own experiences. So yeah, it, like I say, I think the stage is my place and I get to con- control it in a way. And I feel safe on the stage. I feel really really safe. Like I get nervous before a show, of course. I'm 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 scared. Um, but then that first tone of the music starts, and I take a deep breath, and it feels like you've got this. I was really interested in the title of
0: your show, Lisa. I am in brackets, not this body. Why is that? Do you want
1: to tell us why you made that choice? Why well, I made the choice of the brackets? Yeah, it was it was really funny um, putting this show together. I realise that I am very much this body. I mean, of course, me in internal me, you know. I'm as we all are are beyond these bodies. We are more than these bodies, but I think the not in brackets is kind of like an indication of acceptance. Well, I, I am, and this is it, and let's just celebrate it.
0: And there's nuance, isn't there? There's always going yeah. to be a bit of back and forth about how we think about things.
1: Yeah, it changes daily. Um, everybody has good days, great days where they think, yeah, I'm, I'm looking pretty hot today. <laughs> yeah. And then other days where you get up and you look at yourself in the mirror, especially in the ageing menopausal body, and mm-hmm. you go, oh, my gosh. <laughs> What's going on here? I've got a good face for radio today. <laughs> that's what I was thinking as I got here, as I was travelling in here and taking a selfie. I go, oh my god! You know what? I find it's
0: best not to put my glasses on before I go into the bathroom of a morning. Yeah. But as soon as I get on my bike to ride to work, I'm fine because I'm in my body then, and and my body feels great.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's what I really enjoyed about the time when I was running. And I'd go out first thing and do my, my run and and was feeling so great in my body. I didn't care what I looked like. It was like, I look good. <laughs> well, and on that, Lisa Proud, you, you had some
0: casts of your body made. What was that like, seeing these 3D images of you? It was
1: confronting. It was very, very confronting. And I knew it would be because... I had I've never seen a mannequin that looks like me. I've never seen a statue that looks like me. And so getting these casts made, it was like me. So it was like, oh, okay. And the three leases and I are getting to know each other and and I'm I'm really embracing them now but yeah it's it's still a process you know like like life i guess it's it's still a process of confronting yourself all the time i mean you look different in the mirror and you look different in selfies because you're always trying to present your best self but in these my naked body my i've had four children so you know the overhang and everything like that yep. it's like hmm, that's me also it's it's been a really good challenge i've learned a lot about myself lisa proud thanks so much for sharing a bit about that today
0: with us on life matters you're welcome thank you that's dancer and performer lisa proud talking about her solo show i am in brackets not this body
1: listen to more great stories that take you beyond the headlines